and welcome to the Pixels Podcast, your weekly video game roundup. My name is Christian Travis, and with me today is Sophia Wood. Hey, Chris. Hi, Sophia. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Not much. Not much. We got some video game news to talk about, and we got some good things going on. Well, some good and bad things, I suppose, according to our stories. But how have you been overall? I'm good. My computer currently sounds like it's melting. Oh, that's fun. Can you hear that? Or um, Not currently. All I hear is my okay. computer. Then we're good. Yes. So um, how's your quarantine treating you? How, are you playing some video games? Um, I'm so bored. I hate this. I just want to go outside now. You just want to go outside? I want to play the video game called Life outside. That is not a fun video game. That is an anti-video game. I don't, I don't appreciate you bringing real life into a world of video games. And, you know, I just, uh, I have one question. Where did you get this nerve? Where did you get this drama and conflama of bringing real life into this? <laughs> Sorry, I won't make the mistake again. Okay, good. So, you know what? Just because you disrespected me so much, I'll, I'm going to go first with my story because... We're talking about video games. Woo! Oh, that's what we were doing? I know. It's really confusing. I, at this point in the game, I don't know what this podcast is about. Is it video games? Is it life, according to you? Who knows? Well, let's sidestep a little bit over to some video game news. So, Sophia, I have, I guess, what could be some slightly good news in a world of pandemic. Do you want to hear what that's about? Oh, no, I only want bad news today. Sorry. I've got a lot of bad news that we can do, get to. Do, do you not know the, the the rule of improv? It's yes and. <laughs> Don't just shut someone down with a no. We don't just shut you down every story. Yeah. Let's, so let's... Do you know what Minecraft is? No. No, I don't. I don't know what a Minecraft is. I have no clue. I will never know what a Minecraft is. But anyway, Final Fantasy VII is coming out Friday, or technically, it has come out. So, this article I stole is from Tech Radar by Vic Hood, and basically, it's just saying how Final Fantasy VII Remake has been shipping early to some regions to minimize the risk of delivery delays, which means some players may get their copy of the game early and before the official April 10th release date in some cases. Basically, we all know, obviously, since the pandemic is going on right now, things are a little bit harder to get because um, a lot of people are prioritizing, you know, the important things to get to people. And video games, I know, wildly, are not the priority at the time. But so basically, Square Enix has released a statement saying, why do you have a a face like you're dying? Whoa. (laughs) 
Like you are I'm totally. Listening. This is me listening to. You. That's my listening face. Guys, she totally was not interested in anything I was saying. I was. That was my listening face. I have to concentrate very hard to listen. That was a deep concentration. Mm-hmm. Thinking about this pandemic and Final Fantasy VII being released early and what that could mean. Uh huh. I was listening. All right. <laughs> you interrupted yourself. I did because it got me upset. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to continue on, and I expect you to look ecstatic to hear anything that comes out of my mouth. Sound good? No, I'm going to turn my camera off now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, Square Enix did end up publishing a statement on their Twitter, which is actually so big that they could not put it in a single tweet. They had to actually type this out and put it, post it as pictures. Yeah, um, I saw that. So um, I'm just going to... The whole first part is basically just talking about how hard the developers have been working to make this game. Um, but towards the end is where it gets interesting. It says, to everyone, we'd like to ask one big favor. If you get the game early, please think of the others and don't spoil it for them. We know that there's are potential spoilers and have been out there for over two decades as the original Final Fantasy VII was released in 1997. Oh, it but, did? That's my, that's that's our birthday year. Yeah, I know. That's so exciting. I didn't know it was as old as us. Uh, yeah. And then it says, but Final Fantasy Remake is a new game, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. And there still are many surprises for everyone. All of our fans and players deserve to experience the game for themselves, and we ask for the support of our dedicated community around the world to ensure that. Um, blah, blah, blah. It basically says, thank you from the entire development team, blah, blah, blah. Okay, question. I know it's considered a new game, but do you think if you haven't played the original in, like, the 20 years that it's been released, do you think if you talk about, like, major plot points that are obviously going to stay stay the same throughout the new game, if it's considered spoiler territory because the whole story has been out? Yeah, okay, so this is tough, because this also ties into one of my stories, and I might move that up next so that we can, like, make a connection. Yeah. Because for this specifically, I do want to say, it's been 20 years, like, come on. But also, I haven't played any of the Final Fantasy games, and this sounds like a good point to get in when they're being remade. You might as well, oh, you know, quarantine, this is being coming out, might as well get this. Never played a game before. You don't really want to be spoiled. So, I Cause it, it it's it's torn, right? Because for one thing, it's been out and fans want to talk about it, but also there are new fans who don't want to be spoiled. So I guess I mean, in the end, people are going to talk about it. You can't stop every single person from talking about it as long as people kind of, especially t- like tag things and make it clear. You know, put like okay, talking about Final Fantasy VII in big caps at the top, so people don't read it. Mm-hmm. You got to police yourselves, type thing. I think it's fine. I mean, it's lucky that this is happening to a game that's being remade, though, because, well, I guess we'll talk because it, it is, it's my next story, so we'll do talk about it next. But for this specific one, it's tough, but also lucky. Yeah, so a, lo- a lot of developers have been remaking games lately. We have the Resident Evil franchise being remade. We have Final Fantasy... There's rumors, which actually I didn't even add that to our stories. Maybe I'll add it later. But there's rumors about some Mario games that are going to be remade. My question, I guess it's more like, what is that point that you are allowed to talk about 
a story that was told years and years ago where you wouldn't like a, what cutoff like yeah what's the cutoff because obviously they don't um, want people talking about the the game that came out 20 years ago like how long like as example if i talked about this super mario bros and i was like at the end you beat bowser at what point did that cutoff come where it's like oh you have to fight bowser we like i get spoilers for video games the day they come out and i don't even know how that's possible considering it takes more than they to complete like outer world i was getting spoilers day off uh-huh. So I don't think, and no matter what, you can't put a timeline on these things. People are going to talk about them. People talk about it before it comes out. Like you get spoilers from movies and games before they come out from just leaks and stuff. It's going to happen. There's nothing you can do. It's not like we all say, okay, guys, seven weeks, that's the new rule. Like no one's going to follow that. I mean, there were there was a point where the Avengers movies came out and everybody was like, nobody talk about Endgame. Everybody needs to watch it themselves. And I think the community did a pretty good job of keeping That's up. That's the thing. But it is a community agreement. So unless before Final Fantasy VII comes out, and everyone, unless the whole community goes, all right, if you're going to talk about it, use this tag and don't talk and whatever. Unless that happens again, it's gonna no matter what, you're going to get spoilers. Yeah, you're right. I You know what? I just think that there should always, there should be a, like, I get 100% this game apparently is so expanded upon that they're splitting the game into two games. So the original, it's now going to be like part one and part two, but that I'm sure the main plot points are not going to be changed. So if I was going to talk to someone about the game and brought up like, hey, this specific plot point that I know for a fact can't be changed or the whole story is ruined, then is that considered a spoiler? It depends, because they're remaking it to get new people into it, right? So there's going to be people who know nothing. Like, I know nothing about Final Fantasy VII, so if I bought the game and I was like, oh, you know, I just bought the game, and you were like, important plot point, that would be a spoiler for me, even though it's been out for 20 years. Like, that doesn't matter. But then don't I have the right to say, oh, well, that's your fault. This game has been out for 20 years. You should have played it when it came out. Like, well, not when it came out, but, like, when you had the... Chance. No, because I mean, you're not gonna be able to get to play every single game ever. That's just not gonna happen, especially old games. By the time I got into video games, Final Fantasy was old, and there was no need to get into it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, again, I have never played this game, so I can't even say. I, exactly. I, I can't like, attest to it. I can't. I can't attest to it. But that's because I never got into Final Fantasy games until I played Final Fantasy 15, which is a great game and I highly suggest anyone yeah, play it. Yeah, I feel it. like I can play that. I feel like I need to play a Final Fantasy If game. you need to be ready to, to spend hours playing, that should probably be your next game considering we're in lockdown or quarantine because that, yeah, that will be so hours. I've got so many games to play. I'm trying to get through The Witcher. Yeah, but Final Fantasy is more fun. Anyway. You can't that is... say that stuff. Yes, I can. Public. Yes, I can. We're going to get so many angry people now. Well, Sophia, speaking of fun stuff, I he- I hear that your next story has something to do with tons of fun. That was the best you could do. That That's was the, the best, best I could do. do. That was the best I could do. It's not fun. It's opposite of fun because this is terrible news. I've got awful news. You're going to cry. Did you just switch your stories again just to Yes, I told piss you me I off? switched my stories. Again? Look, my point is okay. The Last of Us 2 is delayed indefinitely iron man vr was also included in this i have seen zero people get angry about it so we're not going to talk about iron man vr a lot of people forgot about it it. what 
A lot of people forgot about Iron Man VR. Yeah, I forgot about it. I saw it. I was like, oh my god, that's not out yet? So Sony cited the global crisis as the reason for the delays. They said that they wanted everyone to play the game at the same time and that the game would be delayed until they could fix logistic issues. So this is me. I'm assuming they're talking about exactly what you were talking about, the Final Fantasy VII problem. Now, it's all fine and good if people are getting this game seven days early when it's a remake, but when it's not remake and there's actual plot points that are and actual spoilers and it's not 20 years uh, on that it's been released, this is going to be an issue, right? You can't have something as big as The Last of Us 2 out in different time zones and different times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense. But it's also, one, it's really, I've got a few points with this. I've got a lot of feelings about this. <laughs> so one, it's disappointing that they couldn't have thought of anything else because they could have done all digital releases. They could have, you know, it wasn't, It this isn't a, a impossible issue. This could have been dealt with. But also, I have a feeling that maybe it wasn't completely finished because a studio like this is famous for its crunch time. And when you can't get everyone in the same place to finish a game because everyone's working from home, it's going to delay stuff. And I understand they don't want to release a game that's not fully polished. So I get it. Maybe they need like, you know, a couple of months to finish things off and logistic issues. They don't want to fully digital release, whatever. I'm thinking we're going to be seeing a three to six month delay. And that's it. That's what I'm assuming. What do you think? So I agree with you on the point that you don't think that the game was finished. I honestly think that whatever bugs they were trying to work on could not be accomplished by themselves when everybody working remotely. And as for your statement about it being released digitally only, I feel like even though we're going primarily digital for most people, I still think there's a good chunk of people who like to buy their games physically, especially games like The Last of Us, where these are like monumental games that have tons of, you know, fandom and backing and everybody adores this. I guess you could call it a franchise now since there's a second, a second game coming out. People think this is like the best version of digital storytelling in video game medium. So when people have the opportunity to get something physically for a franchise that they love. They they would prefer that physical object, especially if it's like a special pre-order bundle where you get like, I don't know, like a steel book or a cool statue or something. People like those physical things for the franchises they love. So if they couldn't, let's say they were launching with, because this thing has been delayed a million times, so who knows if, if they were or were not, but and not a million times, but you know what I mean. Say they were launching, they stuck to their initial launch date, and a week, no, let's say like two weeks from now, they would do an announcement saying, hey, the pre-orders are back on if you don't have a pre-order. If you didn't pre-order, you have the opportunity to get this cool statue with the two main characters on it. And that one product probably comes from Japan and is probably manufactured in Japan. And there's all this back-end stuff that you don't think about that could be put to use like they probably already had a deal with like whatever company to bundle stuff in and because they can't manufacture it they can't put it out meaning they have to delay the whole game just because a special edition isn't made you know yeah, what i mean you're right you're right and it is probably like there's so much stuff going on in the background that i could not even fathom all of what's going on with this game but i'm still mad about it i'm still disappointed and you rightfully so you can be it's just 
we have no idea what's going on there. And that's just a thought I had. For all I know, it has nothing to do with that. It could have been some other technological oh, issue. So you're absolutely right. It is because they said they cited logistic issues. They cited the reason they don't want to do it is because people would get it at different times. That's one of the reasons, at least. So it, it makes 100% make sense that it, it, it probably is just that one extra bit that they can't get to everybody. So they can't do all digital because people have already ordered the stuff, whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it sucks. But again, this is one of going to be one of those games. Here's here's my question. Dude, if, if, it, if it does get delayed, I mean, if it continues to get delayed later and later, mm-hmm. at what point do you look at this and go, crap, we're only a couple months from the PS5 release. Like, why don't we have a PS5 version of this game? I know, I know that there's going to be a port. I mean, not a port, backwards compatibility. But they should have like an update or something that will update the graphics or make them look even better on PS5, ready and done by that point. And if they're still working on the game itself, then how do we know they're even working on like an update for the PS5 when it when it comes out? You know. So what are you saying that? Now they're working on an update for PS5, no, or so they should. They they update. should be. This should be the point right now when they should be polishing everything up, getting it onto the shelves, and then after that's all said and done, they should be all the way in on this update for PS5 whenever it comes out, whether it be like a quote unquote remastered for PS5 or just a simple update where you put the PS4 disc in and it says, "Hey, we have a PS5 update for better textures and better graphics overall. Would you like that?" I mean, you know? they could be, you know? We don't know what's... They probably are going to at least do a remastered version, if not the soon, and then a few, a year or two, you know, just to update everything. Well, my concerns are if it's indefinitely delayed right now, they're probably taking all their resources to fix whatever problems they're having with this initial release, meaning they don't have anybody currently working on this PS5 update. And let's say it comes out September like it gets pushed back all the way to September, then you only have October, November, December to get this update and and all these textures and graphics to look better on PS5, which means either it's not going to happen or it's going to happen and it's not going to be as great as it could have been. Look, at this point, I just want this game to be released. You know what I mean? Like, I just want this done. I want to see it. First of all, I haven't even played the first. I was about to say you should. You need to calm down because you haven't touched the first game yet. I have. I have. I've done it a few. I've started it a few times with my friends. Like I know the story. I know the general thing. And I, I think I'm more excited because it is one of those games where everyone loves, and I want to see people's reactions in the community. You know what I mean? It, it's just. I think everyone could use this game right now. Yeah, it's it's a very unfortunate that we're living in times right now where where this could happen, but I think over time we'll wait, we'll get it and it will be worth the wait. People were waiting years for it anyway. What's I mean at this point an extra 8 months on top of it, you know? Like this game got released on PS3 and then was ported over to PS4. Like it's it's old game at this point the the first one so people were wa- were waiting for this sequel for the longest I think we'll be fine I think it will be worth it in the end and I think because Naughty Dog has been working so hard on all their games recently and Charted Four was perfect Naughty Dog has a certain amount of polish when something gets released it's one hundred percent to their standards and they're very happy 
another reason why this is probably delayed because they can't get it to that standard that they are known for yeah with everybody working from home yeah no for sure so I, i think just give them the time and then we should be good so sophia i know you're a little disappointed about you know the last of us 2 being delayed and i hate to do this to you but i do have a little bit more of disappointing news to deliver please share it with me i told you this is the episode of disappointing news i accept nothing less Okay, so speaking of disappointment, Xbox Series X will use AA batteries. So this article was written by GameSpot by Eddie Makuk. I could be wrong with the pronunciation, so I I apologize. I'm going to be real with you. That sounds wrong. It's, M-A- it's M-A-K-U-C-H. I don't know what to tell you, bruh. Anyway, so this article says the new Xbox... Series X controller, like its predecessors, will use AA batteries instead of a rechargeable battery that is found in the PlayStation DualShock controllers. Xbox partner director Jason Ronald told Eurogamer that the Xbox audience is split nearly even when it comes to their preference between AA batteries versus a built-in rechargeable battery. Sticking with AA batteries for Xbox Series X is in an effort to please both camps as you could Still buy rechargeable battery packs for the controller, says Microsoft. What do you think about that? I'm going to be controversial. I prefer batteries. Because whenever I play PlayStation with uh, my flatmate, middle of the game, it will suddenly be low battery and you have to plug it in and wait for it to charge and it's annoying. But for my Xbox ones... Don't have to worry about a wire because I have rechargeable battery packs and I have like three so I can just swap them out or just put new batteries in and it's good and it's new. And I always have extra batteries lying around. Okay, so here's my thought on it. I Up until this recently, I kind of was in the same boat as you. I actually only have one rechargeable battery pack for my Xbox controller, which is actually right in front of you. I think it's very useful to just plug it in and have it good whenever I need it. But there are those days where I forget to plug it into the charger and have it, you know, fully charged when I use it. My concern more is we live in a time where there's a lot like phone manufacturers have USB-C charging on a lot of their products, which also has fast charging, which takes 15, 20 minutes to get to 50%. I think if they wanted to, I think it's more of a money situation. If they had more money to work with, I think if they wanted to, they could incorporate that same technology into their controllers because controllers are less power demanding than a cell phone. So if they did that, you could you can get your your controller charged within 15, 20 minutes after plugging it in, which I guess, again, is a wait. But also, can't you, if you're about to play video games, can't you find something to do for 15 minutes to get 70% battery and pl- to survive for the play well, no. sesh? Really, because like when I play, it's usually because I have an extra hour lying around, or maybe two hours. I don't want to spend twenty minutes that waiting for something to charge. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. I, I my play style is very different. I do end up using my time differently, whereas I expect myself to sit down for several hours when I'm playing. Like on weekends when I am out of basically out of work and just hanging out relaxing i like to spend my days just playing video games so 
I can afford to wait that 15 minutes. Uh, in that 15 minutes, I can make myself lunch. I can make myself, um, you know, do whatever in the meantime while my my battery is charging. So I honestly think that you, this could have been remedied if they had the money to just put a USB fast charging um, controller. And you know what? To be honest, PlayStation has been on top of this situation for the longest. So I wouldn't be surprised if their controller comes out with that feature enabled. Like USB fast charging. I wouldn't say, like, I'm just using 15 minutes as an example, but fast charging is relatively, like, anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes, and you're either 70 to 100% done. I prefer batteries. Okay. I still, I don't know, I just, it is, no, I prefer batteries. I don't even think there is a real reason, because if it was chargeable, I don't think it would hamper my playing that much. I just prefer it. I guess it's quicker for me to just quickly, I don't have to worry about it. Cause I know if it was chargeable, I'd just leave it charging when I could, but I don't, it's just less wires to deal with. I guess I have my rechargeable battery. So it's not like I've got a mess of batteries. I just have three that I swap out. I don't know. I only have the one pack. So whenever it dies or I use a different controller, cause I actually have three or four Xbox controllers. So whenever I use a different controller and it dies, then I have to stop what I do. I'm doing hunt down batteries, which takes me about 10, 15 minutes in general because they're always all over the place. And then by that point, it could have been fully charged while I was doing something else more productive. So I guess it really just depends on who you ask. Like we said, I think we're the perfect example of how they said it's split down the middle of what the preference yeah, is. I get but- it. You know what? It doesn't completely matter, I don't think. It's not going to be a selling point, right? I don't think anyone chooses PlayStation because of the rechargeability of a controller yeah like they said said i probably will be this generation i'll be spending the money on the xbox anyway i think i'm going to spend the extra money on just getting some rechargeable batteries to put in the back of it so i could put them on like a dock or something and just have them you know yeah all set to go whenever necessary but yeah that that's um xbox we're getting again we're getting more and more information on series x and we still are yet to get any good information about the playstation 4 so that's still i mean five that concerns me yeah it is it's been a while i'm i wouldn't be surprised if they said it was delayed i don't think either i don't want it to but yeah i don't think either brand wants to delay their console because they don't want to give the upper hand to the other oh and it would yeah it would give such a big upper hand wouldn't it okay no we're not that's not one of our stories. <laughs> That's for next week or when we know more. All right. Okay, let's talk about Minecraft because there is a lot to cover. That was my transition, by the way. That I was worse than mine. I you I see, you made me it. yawn. Like, that's how bad it was. It was just boring. Okay, wow. That's mean. Not all of us can choose the zesty stories about uh, batteries. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to be honest. If someone had asked who I thought I'd be talking about most uh, while the world was ending, my first guess would not have been Minecraft. But we're back again with some Minecraft stories. Guess who's back? Back again. Minecraft's back. I hate me. I'm so sorry. So, uh, first let's talk about ray tracing. This is not news, but I thought I'd go, go cover it. Now first... What is ray tracing? Ray tracing is an advanced way to render light and shadows. 
So really what it's going to do is just make everything look nice in Minecraft, more realistic. And you've played it. Does it does it look nice, Chris? It is life-changing. It's life-changing. That's good. Yes. Glowing recommendation. Not just in Minecraft, in a lot of games as well. Well, we're talking about Minecraft here. Yes, for Minecraft, it's life-changing. I will. I would never want to play any other Minecraft. Minecraft game. Yeah. Okay. So what is this look for? Let's go more in depth. Okay. Uh, the water reflects. The lighting is beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. trying to describe it in this audio medium. Yep. Other than coming soon, I don't think they have an actual release date. I nope. a few days ago I tried yeah, you know, I I tried tried to find one. Um the update will be free though. Yes. Which surprised me. I thought they'd make people pay for it. No, it would be free, but again, that feature will be only for a specific set of people, especially PC people. So Yeah, right now it's only exclusively on Windows 10 PCs. It will come out on other platforms, I think. Well, but I just want to add. I just yeah. want to add in there. You need to have a specific type of graphics card if you expect to use the ray tracing feature. Yeah. So you are looking at. I'm sure there's other graphics cards that do it, but currently Nvidia is. The I have that. Nvidia graphics card. Yeah. In your laptop. Yeah. Is it is it a 2000 series? You're asking me quite. I'm not. I'm, All right. I'm not well, up. the newer NVIDIA 2000 series, so 2070, 2060, and 2080, as well as the 2080 Ti, are capable of the ray tracing ability. Depending on which one, though, it it does take a hit to your performance. So it's not. Sorry, I just looked. It's not. 2000. Yeah. So you do not have that ability to use tr- ray tracing if you wanted to. Um, that sucks. But yeah, so whenever using ray tracing, you have to keep in mind that it takes a big hit to your frames per second. So if you are used to gaming at 144 frames a second and you use ray tracing on like a 2070 Super, you are definitely looking at like 60 frames maximum. It could be less if, if depending on how graphically intensive that game is. But I figured that to throw that in there because I, did, I didn't want anybody thinking... Oh, I just got to wait for them to announce it, and then I'll be able to look at ray tracing. Yeah, no, it's only a few people. But it is, I think, it, obviously, it's going to come out for other things. And it looks really cool, so if you can get it, maybe yeah. it's time to start playing Minecraft. Our next-gen consoles will be having ray tracing as a feature. So that's exciting. Next-gen Minecraft. Let me tell you, Sophia, we're going to be meeting up in Minecraft worlds. Oh, no. Look playing ray done, Minecraft. Ha, ha, ha. We're just going to be doing a podcast over Minecraft. Mine, the Mindcast? Yeah. <gasps> New podcast idea. Spin-off. Yeah, the Mindcast. Let's move on. Okay. So to I your next story. All right. Well, you could have I could have done something more. I like that this is basically just attempts to segue and you're just doing horribly and I'm doing mediocre. But anyway, Speaking of all things confusing, because ray tracing is very confusing, Cooking Mama. What's the deal with Cooking Mama? This sounds like a bad stand-up about to start, and I'm so sorry. IGN's Joe Scrubbles was reporting on this, and I was reading it, and I thought it was the funniest thing. Nobody has any clue what's going on with 
um, Cookie Mama right now. So I like how he starts his article, which is really funny. It says, there have been a lot of gaming mysteries over the years, which um, many of which have now been solved. What happened to Half-Life 2, Episode 3? Well, we kind of know. What What's the meaning of Mount Chalad mystery? I can never pronounce that correctly, so you're going to have to forgive me that. We got the answer. But the new gaming mystery enigma, one that stretches back into last year, a mystery still waiting to be solved as I type. What in the freshly baked hell is going on with Cooking Mama Cookstar? So, basically, here's the deal what's going on, Sophia. The core of the mystery lies in the fact that depending on where you look, Cooking Mama Cookstar is either out now, coming soon, or completely MIA. A trailer of the game's extremely quiet Twitter feed definitely announced that it is available now on Nintendo Switch, and it's partially true. The trailer points to an eShop version of the game, but if you search for it, like, at the time of him writing the, the, the article, like, manually, it does not show up. It's not there. It does not say coming soon. And the game was released on the eShop last week, but for the U.S. market, but only for a few hours before it was pulled. So what's going on here? Cooking Mama is is a beloved franchise. People loved... This is like the game you go to to relax and just do stupid things. Like, you just watch TV, you make a quick recipe, you you, you get a, an achievement for making a, a good recipe, and then you call it a day. Sophia, what do you think is going on here? Probably something supernatural. Maybe the mafia. Everyone could be possessed. Hmm. Anything else? I think that's most likely. Everyone's possessed? sacrifice gone wrong i don't know oh Maybe that could be a good wrong. one that yeah. could be that could be it i i must agree i think that's it i think the sacrifice went wrong and that's why we have the coronavirus that's why cookie mama is gone maybe the world ended in 2012 and no one noticed and this is just the end times yeah we just get teased with a cookie mama game and you can never play it <gasps> that is what if we're all secretly in hell but no one's no- everybody in the world died we're all in hell. We've been in hell since 2012. And this is, we're all just going through the same torture. I believe that's not true because I'd be drinking with Satan in an after party right now. Have you finished that game yet? I have not. Oh my God. Why would you even bring it up? You know how I'm going to react. Why would you bring it up? Because I am a games journalist and I must play many a games. And that sometimes means I can't complete them at a time. Oh, you killed me. Like, Please finish it. I will, I will, I promise. But for now, we need to talk about Cookie Mama not being on the eShop. What's going on there? I just don't... So if you look, basically, the first three mystery continued is that the Cookie Mama series was created a long time ago. It started on DS, and this Cookie Mama game for the Switch has been teased for the longest. I've, um, even I've seen it. Even I've noticed, and I barely notice anything with the Nintendo no yeah. offense, Nintendo. Yeah, and I expected it to be a big thing when it finally came over to the Switch. This was dropped. I didn't know it was dropped until I think a Nintendo... Um, I listened to a Nintendo voice chat podcast by IP- IGN. They mentioned it. And I was like, oh, cool, that's good. I'll pick it up at some point. And then like, I forgot about it until I read this article. So they're not doing a great job advertising. This game is a franchise that a lot of people love. I mean, I've heard enough about it. Like, I've heard not 
details, but I've heard about it at least. Yeah, but wouldn't you expect to get as as much details as possible yeah, when I'd a new game is being released? Yeah, I'd expect it to be as Animal Crossing. Yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing is uh, on another level of Cooking Mama, but they should at least have gotten some coverage in some aspect. Maybe they're waiting. Maybe they maybe they were gonna release it now, like when it came out, and now they've changed their mind because of quarantine and because it's so close to Animal Crossing. They wanted to wait a little bit. Yeah, you never know. I don't. I just think it's weird. I thought it was funny. Joe Scrubbles' intro for that was really funny when he said freshly baked hell. So I was like, I'm going to include this in our pod. But yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe Scrubbles. You're a cool man. Sophia. Is that it? Is that hey, your, hey, your video journalism? Is hey. that where it is? Hey, Sophia. Yeah. I what? heard there's some remakes that you want to talk about. Was that? Is that it? Is that the end? Yeah. Is that the end? I, You've got no information about it. <laughs> I, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to look into this more. I did all of the write up for the podcast at like 2 a.m. last night, so that's I didn't a huge have... problem. Well, actually, I will tell you why that is uh, at my next story. Ray tracing isn't the only Minecraft story I wanted to talk to you about. Let's sink our teeth into Minecraft Dungeons. Minecraft Dungeons is a complete reimagining of Minecraft. It's a dungeon crawler, so you'll explore levels, fighting monsters, and finding loot. You can play with up to four players, locally and online. There is a story, though the focus will be on combat and the players. The combat is quite simple. It doesn't sound much different from how combat is in creative play. You just kind of pick a weapon and use it. Uh, Unlike creative play, there'll be no mining or building whatsoever. So, Chris... Are you excited about this? Because no. I am. Oh. Well, I'm going to talk over you then. The selling point for me is the multiplayer. If this is a game I can switch on and text three friends to come join me whenever they're free, that's a huge win right now, considering no one can leave their houses and playing video games with you guys is the only way I can contact anybody. So if I text you and they're like, Chris, I'm on Minecraft Dungeons trying to beat this level, come join me. And, and then, then I go, can't. no, I don't own it because I don't want to play it how does that work do you want to do you want to get some stuff off your chest do you want to take over this story for me no i just don't like it please share why why don't you like it i just don't like those those type of dungeon crawlers i don't like diablo i don't like any of those type of things why it's very simple i just i I never got into them i I tried them multiple times it's just not my type of cup of tea well i'm excited about this i hope you i hope you are I don't think it's going to be a big game where everyone's like, oh my god, you need to play Minecraft Dungeons. Because it sounds really simple, but simple is what we need right now. Because life sucks. And I want a very simple dungeon crawler where I can just get three friends to jump on and you don't have to fight each other for loot. You don't need to worry about the story. Because this way, people can jump in and out. Doesn't matter what they miss. Doesn't matter when they come in. I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, I think for people who do like this type of gameplay, it's going to be tons of fun, especially if you are a fan of the Minecraft series or franchise. I, obviously, we just covered, I will not be playing it, but... Because you're a loser? I am not a loser. I just don't like those nerdy dungeon crawlers. Oh, are they too nerdy for you, a video game journalist? Uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I honestly just... There's something about the mechanics. It doesn't. It feels a little too stiff for me. Whenever I play dungeon crawlers, I just don't. It gameplay wise, I just can't get into it. I don't like it. It feels weird. 
not natural control wise. I'm sure for other people it works fine, just not my cup of tea. But I think again, this is a Minecraft series. I mean, a Minecraft spin-off series. So I do expect it to sell very well. And considering Minecraft does appear to uh, appeal to a younger demographic, I think they're gonna this this is gonna be selling quite well. And I'm sure there's going to be a big amount of audience that come back to this game day after day to raid a few dungeons and then collect loot and whatnot. Okay. Yeah. That's a good wrap. You didn't even, you you wrapped it for me. Oh, I'm so sorry I took that off the... You can do my job for me, it's fine. Yeah, no problem. I'm just trying to, like, you know... um... No, that was good. You're right. I mean, if you do like this stuff, I think this is going to be the game for you, especially now. I think Minecraft's doing a really good job about making itself present in the lives of people who were affected by the quarantine. Yeah. And, um, oh, and speaking of series that are expanding... I do have one more story about an ever-popular plumber series made by Nintendo. So, some point next week, I mean last week, there has been reports of some Super Mario remakes coming about, about. And this actually comes at a little bit of a funky time, considering that, well, the story started right before April Fool's Day. So a lot of people were like, oh, this has to be like a joke or someone trying to hype us up to, to then expose the fact that it's just not real on April Fool's. But the rumors are still like coming up. They're still out there. They're still going around. Basically, there's rumors that since this is the 35th anniversary of Mario, Nintendo has a compilation of games that they're going to be releasing that are like the 3D Mario games. So... Mario Galaxy, Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine. These are all games who, that sold very well at their, at their time. And they're saying that they're going to be remastering them and then putting them all on one bundle chip, which is a little... I don't believe. I don't, I don't believe that part, especially because... Nintendo would not would take any opportunity to make money off of each one of these titles. So I could totally see them announcing like at a Nintendo Direct next month, hey, it's the 31st anniversary of Mario. So we have these three games coming out throughout the year and you could buy them for full price because even though you bought them the first time, they look slightly better and we want you to spend another 60 bucks on a game. I could see them doing a special edition where they package them all together. But wouldn't that, wouldn't you see that after they they sell all of them separately, like years down uh, the line? Not years, but maybe you can pre-order them through this bundle, and then you'll just get them when they come out. Oh yeah, I maybe yeah, possibly, yeah, like last money, like maybe you save ten bucks, you know? Yeah, well, maybe it's also possible that they could be like in stores. You can get this bundle, but if you want just one of these games, you can go on the eShop and download one game. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to do a thing where either buy one or buy all three together and then you just get them when they come out. That would make the most sense to me. Yeah. So here's my thing. There's a couple little things that I'm wondering what they're going to be doing with the games. One of them being for Super Mario Sunshine. So that game was released on the GameCube. But as we know, the GameCube actually had analog triggers on it. Our Nintendo Switch doesn't have that at the time being. And there's, I don't, have you played, you haven't played Super Mario Sunshine, right? 
Sophia? Not really. None of those games have ever really interested me. Okay, well, Super Mario Sunshine has this one mechanic called the Flood, which is basically just a water jetpack, and it also shoots water from the top. It was just like a, a crutch to help him with specific tasks. Okay. This this To use this jetpack, it was trigger-sensitive, so as you pushed harder on the trigger, you'd get a more violent like amount of water shooting out of the jetpack, bringing you higher in the sky. So okay. my one, I'm wondering what they're going to do to remedy this on a Switch if it is being released on the Switch, because you can't have it going at full power the whole time if you just click the button, but you also can't have it as weak as it could be by clicking the button either, because then you won't be able to get certain platforms in the game. Maybe they'll do a thing where you have to push down both triggers at the same time, and that kind of balances it out. Yeah, but that's the one thing. About the GameCube triggers, when you hold it down slowly, you got this slow, like, went down, you got the slow rise. So you have your hands on both, both of them. You push one down, and then you push for, like, a slow thing, and then you maybe push one of them up to get a fuck. I don't know. They'll figure it out. I trust them. They'll figure something out, and it'll be fine. You don't think that they would release a separate set of Joy-Con with manual triggers? Not for one game. Well, here's the thing. People have been dying for a GameCube set of Joy-Con for the longest, especially for Smash Bros. I think if they do do it, then they'll have to have more than one game officially that can actually use them. Well, the Smash Bros. game already uses um, GameCube controllers through an adapter. So Mm. can't you just do it wirelessly? So that that would be two games that could use it. But, yeah, that's my first concern. My second concern is for Galaxy, that game was based off of the Wii, the Wii itself, and a lot of that involved motion controls. Now, the Nintendo Switch has sensors in the front of it, but I don't think they're as advanced as a Wii. So my concern is how they would get most of the mechanics there. Because also, you if you played with a second player, they could use a second controller to basically capture star bits or like in this case they would be like comparable to coins with the extra controller so if you have your switch let's say example like me my switch sits in my closet and is wired through the wall to my tv how would someone play this game with um that needs these sensors if they they don't have their switch right in front of them or if it's in like a cabinet closed yeah i'm gonna just say i don't know I don't know how to fix that one. I just because you can't, yeah, you can't remake the Wii. Exactly. And then this would be the point where, like, now if they released a separate thing for this as well, now I think it's getting ridiculous because yeah, you would be buying a controller for your Mario Sunshine. You'd be buying a sensor bar that plugs into the back of your Nintendo Switch. Like, it's a whole bunch of stuff that I would really like to see how Nintendo would handle if this is even true, you know? So I thought I'd bring it up because this is a big uh, a big deal. Everyone is talking about it through media outlets. And I honestly just, I really, I hope it's true because let me tell you, Sophia, Sunshine gets so much crap, but it's my favorite Mario game ever. Favorite Mario game ever. I love it so much. I wish, uh, and that's w- one of the only games on this list other than, I mean, no, that's a lie. Um, but 
that's one of the Mario games that have not been re-released on any console or any form. Like, Super Mario 64 was re-released on Wii and Wii U through the Nintendo eShop. Galaxy, I believe, was re-released on Wii U. Sunshine has never seen a port ever anywhere else. I think if they were going to do it on the Switch would be the time. It just, yeah, it depends how many... I guess it depends the the line between reselling so much stuff and extra stuff to go with it and making that money versus what consumers are going to put up with because no one wants to have to buy like three or four different extra bits to go with their games. Yeah, especially if it only works for one game. Yeah, they cannot release something that only works even for just two games. That's it depends how much money they're going to sell it for, right? You're not buying extra joy sticks for 40 bucks 30 bucks along with the game that's ridiculous no one's oh sophia they're like usually like 60 to 80 bucks oh my god for joy con but here's the thing here's the thing they did re-release and start manufacturing new gamecube controllers when super smash bros came out for switch so like they were making controllers and selling them just for this one game because it's so popular like people love to play with the gamecube controller with smash bros so they would basically just be doing that, but turning it into a Joy-Con and reselling it. And then you'll have a million people that want it for their Smash Bros. game that also will probably want it for their Super Mario game. It's my thought. I don't think, honestly, I don't think they're going that route. It's just a thought I'm putting out there. For all I know, they did figure out some way to, to, to introduce this mechanic without having to buy new hardware. I, as a, I want to say casual Nintendo owner... Because I'm not nostalgically linked to most of these games. I wouldn't buy extra stuff for a game like that. Which sucks because I think there's a lot of people, especially kids, who have this console and wouldn't wouldn't and cannot buy a $60 extra whatever. Whatever in any game. For whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's... Uh... I look forward to seeing if this is even true, if this holds merit anywhere. I would like to see how this is dealt with. And trust me, I'll bring it back up on the podcast if if, if anything develops here. I'm just waiting for another Nintendo Direct because we aren't getting any real ones. We got a mini last week and that was about it. Um, and we got ones that are like geared towards a specific theme. So we'll see. Okay. Talking about Nintendo, I guess. Uh, Pokemon Go? Shall we talk about Pokemon Go? How dare you do such a segue? <laughs> Barely. It's the Pokemon <laughs> Company. I, I know. I was I was reaching. That was a reach. I will give you that. That was a big reach. Shall we talk about Pokemon Go? I guess. Yeah. Go for it. I don't play it that much anymore. Because I, on Tumblr, follow us on Tumblr, I made a post a few weeks ago that was like, why can't they release something like Pokemon Go, but we can all play in our houses? And like 60 people responded and they were like, that's hide and seek. And I was like, no, it's not. I don't want to play hide and seek with you. But now we have Pokemon Go to replace Pokemon Go. Isn't that great? How so? I think I need you to elaborate. In our moment of darkness, Pokemon Go came through. So soon you're going to be able to track your steps indoors and exercise. So even if you're cleaning your house or something like that, you'll still be able to earn achievements 
you'll be able to team up with friends to go on raids from your house, and you'll be able to explore outside places virtually, which is super fun. So if you've, if you kind of, have you deleted the Pokemon Go? No, it's still on my phone. I deleted Pokemon Go, but now I'm thinking I should probably re-download, because this way I'll be able to actually achieve stuff while inside locked in my house. And maybe I'll clean too to earn achievements, that would be good. Yeah, well, I might log back in because I, the whole reason was I'm lazy and I don't go places. So if I can do some raids from afar. They've I already would... launched Go Battle League that you can play from home with zero walking requirements. And Pokeballs and Incense are deeply discounted so people can catch more Pokemon just from where they are. And that's already now. That's pretty cool. So yeah. yeah, maybe you should download it after this and we should give it a try. I think I should. Should I download it now? I'll download it now and you can do your, your segue. My segue? You can't make me segue into a segue. You can't segue me into that segue. Okay, <laughs> Sophia. So, as you know, and have you as you've played, Resident Evil 3 Remake is now out. And you've played the demo and I've played the game. I can have I just say, no one told me I was supposed to be breaking dolls, and I'm really mad about it. They're bobbleheads. Yeah, they call them dolls in the game. And I literally, I looked at it, and I was like, these are here for a reason. They're so obvious and so loud. I know I'm supposed to be doing something with them, but I cannot figure out how apparently I was supposed to be breaking them. Yes, yeah, so reviews are out. I beat the game in a day. It's not, it's not a long game. It's, I beat it in five hours and 55 minutes. People have been beating it faster than that. People have been taking longer. But I just say it took me an hour to play the demo. So that's crazy. It took you five hours to beat the game. Yeah, I hate you because I actually beat the demo in 25 minutes. Wow. So I don't know what you were doing there, but okay. I don't know how to play this game. I was very confused. As confused as you were, it seems the people reviewing the game are just as confused. So... We have different ratings from different sites, and I pulled this site up. on. It's from trueachievements.com, and it's written by Heidi Nicholas. It's basically just a roundup of all the reviews and a little summary of what each website has said. So we have things from, like, 9s out of 10 from Game Informer. We have a 3 out of 5 from VG247. And then there's like a 7 out of 10 for PC games. Polygon doesn't give specific numbers, but they basically said it was great. It was just missing some traits they were looking for. Basically, it's scoring well, but it's scoring across the board well. Like people are thinking this is a great game and people are like, eh, this suffices, you know? So... I'll talk about it more when we get into our what's what we're playing segment. But and so uh, will I. I have some feelings. Overall, I think I think it was a good game. I think story wise, great, cinematic wise, good. But if we we'll get more into gameplay later. If you are looking to purchase this game and you enjoyed Resident Evil 2, I'm sure you will enjoy Resident Evil 3 as well. Um, so I wouldn't hesitate on that front. I would just you know, go with it expecting that other people had mixed reviews so you might not feel the same way that another person would feel about the game. I mean, isn't that the same for every game? 
Yes, but then you have stuff that rate 10s out of 10s everywhere, and then you're like, okay, if everybody's enjoying this, I probably will enjoy it as well. No, you don't. And then you don't, and then you realize you're just an oddball, and you don't like things the way other people do. I feel like, for me, I would, um, for, just for Resident Evil in general, I lean negative, not negatively, disinterestedly, I guess. How dare you. So, my playthrough was fine. I have some feelings, but it was more about my own play style, so I'm, it was fine. I think I'm probably one of those people who would, if I bought it, would lean towards mediocre. So I can see how there's a divide. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it more later. Okay. So, Chris, can you please open your internet browser for me? I already did. Great. Can you Google something for me? Yes, I actually Googled it yesterday. You're ruining my segment. (laughs) Put in your internet browser, relentless.com. Oh, yeah, relentless.com. That's so weird. What's that about? Let me see. Relentless. Bye, Joe. This is just Amazon. It is Amazon. Isn't that crazy? Do you want to know why? Yeah, I want to know why. Tell me right now. It's because Amazon is moving into the gaming industry. How do you know Relentless has anything to do with gaming? Because that's their operation that they named in, their game operation that they named in Seattle, and that they've taken that URL for themselves. That is so weird. I never would have guessed. Right? Okay. So they're not only releasing original games, but they're also releasing their own gaming platform called Project Tempo. Ooh. So their first game is coming out in May. It's called Crucible, and it's a sci-fi shooter. This won't be their only game, though. They're also going to be releasing New World in May, which is a massively multiplayer online fantasy game. I've already signed up for the early release version, so I'm hoping they'll contact me soon. I can try that without having to buy it, because it's 60 bucks, and I don't want to buy that. Already more games are in the works and aim to be more casual and appeal to streamers. Project Tempo will also be a cloud-based platform similar to Project xCloud and Google Stadia. So they're making big leaps. And one of their ideas was to make interactive games that viewers can play with streamers, which is a fantastic idea because imagine playing a game where your viewers can interact with you as you play. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. And it's also, it's built-in marketing because if all the streamers want to try that, everyone's hearing about your game of course a lot of games have started to try to do stuff like that and i like basically get the stream involved with it and those usually are successful they usually are articles about it too which is crazy because like they'll be like twitch plays pokemon and then people put commands in the chat and then it makes the game do stuff yeah that's exactly what amazon are working on yeah so i could see this being successful in another way That was my question. Do you think that Amazon are going to be successful? Oh, overall, I think, I honestly think it can be considering it's such a big conglomerate already, but I think they're going to need some big names already in the gaming industry to be on board with this. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're going to need, they're going to need to bring out some really good originals people want to play. And also I think they can't only rely on a streaming platform for their games. I think that's what they're sticking with. I think that I don't think anything like that's going to change. I believe they're going to do what Google Stadia is doing, except they're probably going to do it smarter and be like, hey, this is the monthly subscription like xCloud. 
and you get all these games and you get it full quality in 4K. You don't have to pay a tier subscription like Google Stadia to play in 4K and then only enjoy a couple of games in actual 4K resolution. Um, my one thing is if they want to do this right, they need to take notes from what Google Stadia has been doing and basically do the opposite because Google Stadia didn't start buying, like, they didn't start buying developers or, like, like getting people on board until recently. So mm-hmm. now so now they're in the process of making games, but we're not seeing those games for, like, two years. So, yeah. They've already got a head start because they've already got games coming out. I think it really depends on how these first few games come out and how they're received. Yeah, if they got if they get people on board, I could see this being successful. I honestly think Google not going to be around for a while. I mean, after a while. I can't speak today either. It's been a long day. And I just woke up. So <laughs> You just woke up like 2 hours ago. <laughs> yes. So, I honestly think I think they could do it well. I think if they market it correctly, they get the correct amount of people on board and they do develop original things like this this one project they're working on for for like streaming, I think it's a shoe in for a possibility. I probably will pay for the service. I will test it out. I will be drunk one day and subscribe to the service the same way I did for Google Stadia. So we'll see. That's fair. Uh, you know, I hope we hear more about it soon because I things in the gaming industry like that get me excited. I just want to see, even if it doesn't do well, I like to see people try. And it, and it also pushes people that are ready in the industry to work harder at what they're doing to, to single themselves out and make themselves look yeah, better. Yeah, I am really interested in how this affects other companies when they see Amazon kind of moving in, what they're going to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway... Sophia, I know we talked about a lot of gaming news. I know we have a new segment that we were thinking about adding, possibly about, is it some Xbox Game Pass games? It's exactly some Xbox Game Pass games. Oh my god, that's great, that's great. I hear that you did some research and you tried some stuff out and you looked at some news and you did that in the third. I will join you next week probably with some games that I could be playing. And I think we'll turn this more into a news slash random game pass game we play every every week or so sound good sounds good all right so let's get into that game pass um situation and then i'm looking forward to hearing what you gotta say Sophia, so I need you to tell me everything you know about this Game Pass situation. I saw the notes you wrote. You seem to be excited about this segment. Tell me everything and anything about Xbox Game Pass currently going on. Okay, so let's get into news first. Okay. First, there's some games that are leaving Xbox Game Pass. We just okay. go through those so people can play them. Okay. The Book of Unwritten Tales 2, Super Turbo Championship Edition... Uh, MX vs. ATV, Reflex, Prey, and Samurai Showdown 2. None of these I'm personally going to miss, except for Prey. It's been on my list for a while, and I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get the chance to play it. Don't think I'm going to rush to play it, though. I'm not that bummed about missing it. I have heard a few good things, but it's not one of the major ones. Well, hasn't Prey um, been out for a while? Can't you probably just find yeah. a copy of that for prob- really cheap if you decide yeah, you want to play it? Yeah, probably. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. 
And after Nier Replicant Remaster was announced, Nier Automata is being added to Xbox Game Pass. So Nier is a post-apocalyptic action series. Uh, if you haven't tried the series out, now might be a good time to start. Have you played Nier or any of them? I have not, but I've actually been uh, was going to go back and play them actually relatively soon, to be honest. Um, I hear they're working on a completely reimagining of the first Nier game. So mm-hmm. I want to go and experience the first one before I get my hands on that one in a few months, years, whatever it decides to come out. I've definitely heard a lot about it recently just because of the remaster and this is on now. So I think, yeah, now would be a good time to go through them, especially now that one of them's on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, everyone's everyone's ex- loves that game. I've not heard a negative thing from anyone who's played it. It really has been on my list for a while. I do need to get into it. Yeah. Well... And uh, best recs for this week. So if you haven't played any games yet, these ones you might want to try out. Zoo Tycoon, which is nice. You just de-stress and make a zoo. I played it a little bit. It's fun. You can feed animals. I fed some giraffes and some elephants. Whoa, you can own a zoo and feed animals? That's such a life. You've been fishing in Zoo Tycoon for three weeks. Fishing in Zoo Tycoon? Nope, I made Animal Crossing. <laughs> I was going to say, you've been fishing in Zoo Guide. Nope, yeah, Animal Crossing for three weeks. I'm really tired. Also, Animal Crossing has been out for two weeks. Is it only been two weeks? Yes, I believe so. Oh my gosh. So I feel like it's job. been out for ages. But yes, I think that, that we're getting to a point that there's such a good option of games that during this current time in our lives, there's going to be something on there to even just mess around with for a little bit. Kill oh, some 100%. time, get to know. There's some like notable titles on game pass there's batman there's um super lucky's tale there there's like a whole bunch of fun unique games on there and if you haven't touched some of them already i think now's the time for sure okay that concludes this week's first ever uh, xbox game pass segment okay so i'm proud of us so we Sophia, we're going to take a quick break And then we're going to get into what we have been playing. Um, We're going to give our thoughts on the gameplay for Resident Evil 3. Me more so than you, considering you only played the demo. But I am looking forward to hearing what your thoughts are coming next. Sophia so let's wrap this puppy up let's talk about Resident Evil 3 I have so much to say about this I know you have some things you want to bring up how about I'll let you start considering you played the demo and then I'll dive in so this is fresh in my mind because I played this morning and that was fun I texted you the end of what I got it took me an hour to play because I kept getting lost. I didn't realize that it was just kind of like a straight line situation. I kept trying to go back on myself and I was like, oh, I've got this. Now I can get through the flames and that didn't work and I had to turn around again. It was very, <laughs> and I kept dying. I, I died like five times and then ended up having to put assisted play on, which I'm annoyed about. That hurt my pride. Well, Sophia, let me, let's just establish real quick where, at what point they drop you in to this demo, just so people know. Without okay. spoiling, you are dropped in maybe, let's say, 15, 
20 minutes into the actual campaign. So you're actually not that far into the game when you're first put into this situation. And for those who have played the original, in the original, you have to basically get the, what is it called? It's not, in this game, it's a subway cart, but in the original, it wasn't a subway cart. It was one of those things that they have in- um, A tram? It was like a tram or something. Yeah, something like that. They switched it up on the newer one to make it more current. But basically in this one, you're finding a way to bring power back to the subway car underground. Anyway, tell me all about your experience. Okay, so when I first started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, this would be fine. Like, I'll do not hard mode. I guess it was just normal mode. Yes. I was doing fine. And then I only had like five bullets and I used them up very quickly because it takes like four headshots to take down a zombie. Mm-hmm. And I kept dying and I couldn't stop dying. And I had to end up putting a system mode on. I was really annoyed about it. So I did that. And then it got pretty easy, except I kept getting lost and stuff like that. But that was fine. Right. What do you think about the graphics? It looked pretty good. Okay, and you're you're not no. you're not necessarily playing on a super high end PC either. Right? No, yeah, I'm on my PC. I'm just on my laptop. Like it's not going to look amazing. So you thought the the graphics overall looked good? Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's one of the things I love about the Resident Evil series since Resident Evil Seven. This engine that they've been using is gorgeous. I love it. Everything looks so real. Everything looks so refined. I noticed during my stream last night while playing it. They did like a close-up on Jill's face and you saw the pores in her face, which I thought was absolutely crazy. But again, your results may vary depending on what kind of hardware you're playing on. But yeah, so we talked about graphics. You, It took you about an hour to complete the demo. What yeah. do you think of gameplay mechanics and just overall gameplay? That was fine. I think it was about as similar as to any other. I don't really play Resident Evil games, so... It was new gameplay to me, but it was exactly the same as pretty much any action game, like shooter, like that. So, so I you consider this an action? Yes. Should okay. I know? Like a shooter, so, just an action. So shooter? here's here's where I'm going to dip into a little bit. Okay, go. So you haven't played Resident Evil Two, right? No, I that... literally have only played Seven with you, right? I think we played Six. six. We might six play and Six. Seven. Mm-hmm. That's no, no, we played six. We played um, six together because seven is the, the newer one that, that we played a port of an older one. We're good. Okay, so this is where the reviews kind of like dipped off a little bit because Resident Evil 2 was strictly horror. Sure, it's shooter and whatnot, but every every hall, every alleyway, every area you went to, you had a sense of dread. Like you're like, this is this is it. Like something's gonna pop out of me here. Something, I like- did notice. Sorry, I'm gonna jump in because the ones I played with you, I felt dread. Like I was scared. This one, I was scared for maybe the first five minutes, and then I was like, "Oh no, it's fine. Like it's just shooting zombies. It's nothing's gonna. Nothing was terrifying." All right. Well, and the- I'm a scaredy cat, so that means something. <laughs> Well, the most recent one we played together was actually Revelations 2. Mm-hmm. So that one does have a sense of like mystery and being scared and whatnot. Resident Evil 6 was more action-packed than this one. So I, I understand why we played through that together perfectly fine without a problem. Basically, everyone's saying like this is where the action started to pick up for Resident Evil series. This one, there were parts and times where I like was scared 
but I wasn't like, oh my god, I need to turn this off. I need to stop playing. Resident Evil 2, I had moments where it's like, oh, I need to take a break. Let me just turn this off now. I'll go back to it tomorrow. I actually never finished Resident Evil 2, and I'm towards the end of the game. Because you're so scared. <laughs> because I thought I got rid of Mr. X, and then he came back towards the end. <laughs> now you're too scared. And now, yeah, because I was not ready for him. All I knew is I picked something up, and then I heard the, the noise and music that comes along with Mr. X. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's following me again? Because I knew I had to fight him again, but yeah. I didn't know he stalks me in this building. Oh so God. I was like, this is ridiculous. Why do I have to do this right now? So then I ran, and then that's actually where I ended my my last stream of Resident Evil 2. I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to call it a day. Like, we'll see you guys later. Bye. And then I, like, I ended the stream. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one, I realized Nemesis himself, he actually doesn't do the same thing Mr. X does. He doesn't stalk you around the building. He doesn't he doesn't stalk you in areas. When he shows up, he's introduced in a cutscene. You run away from him for a little bit. Or Can you I just him. say I'm I'm dumb? Cause I tried to kill him at least I think twice. And then I finally read the hints that they have on the loading screen. They were like, uh, weapons don't injure him, just run away. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> Cause yes. I'm like, nothing's happening. Why isn't he dying? Yeah, Nemesis doesn't die. I call him Nemi. A lot of people call him Nemi. He doesn't stalk you. He doesn't chase you around unless he's introduced in a cutscene beforehand. So that immediately, when I noticed that trend, I immediately went from being nervous to like, all right, this is regular gameplay. Then like next time I see him, there'll be a cutscene. I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Like no big deal. Um, so, but that actually helped. I enjoyed the game more knowing that because I was not, uh, uh, and it could, it varies for different people, but I knew I was like, okay, this is it. Like if, if he's going to come back up, he'll show up in a minute. Like we'll be cool and I'll, I'll fight him. But whereas when Mr. X is walking around the, the RPD building, you are literally like, oh, where's he going? Like, where's he going to, is he going to be here soon? Like, I, I don't know. Like you have to listen for him. That's why I would play with headphones. Cause you could actually hear the depth of where he's coming from crazy and you didn't know what rooms he could and couldn't come yeah. into i i do i agree with you because i think i was remembering the past games that we played so for the first five minutes or so i was really scared like in the subway i was like oh my god something's gonna jump out at me like what's happening and then i kind of realized quickly that it's not like nothing's gonna jump out at you it's more action and then i kind of i enjoyed it a lot more i was more calm i was like all right i can actually concentrate on what i'm doing i don't have to like look around every corner it was yeah. good. I, I enjoy it more when I kind of know what's going to happen. Yeah. To a Would you? Are you going to play the full version now that it's out? I don't think so. Maybe like I'll play your version. I don't think I'm going to get my own. How are you going to play my version if you if you can't leave your house? Well, it'll happen one day. I don't. Okay. Well. All right. Just just make sure you're free for six hours so you can play through the whole thing. Easy. All right. Um. All right, so, Sophia, that's basically my thoughts on RE3. Oh, but before we move on, the one thing I had to uh, acknowledge, for some reason I could not get the dodge mechanic proper. I could not do it. Me neither. I was struggling so hard like, for the five minutes I used it. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, it took me to the end of the game to get the dodge mechanic down. I was, like, not able to do it at all, and it was, and I'm not kidding what I'm telling you, end of the game. I was in the last boss battle with Nemesis. Mm -hmm. And I just, for the life of me, kept dying. I died like three times. And I was like, 
F it. I'm going to I'm going to dodge every other every move he does. And then I started clicking it and it finally started working. Like I was finally dodging him properly cuz I could not for the life of me. I kept getting killed. I swear they just don't make it work half the time cuz I could have sworn I kept pressing it and like nothing would happen. I thought so too. I think it's more about like, timing, but Yeah, I th- I'm, they probably don't no, make it work. That wouldn't make any sense. But I kept. I was like, "Wait, I'm not moving. I'm not. Oh, I'm dead." And I'm like, "Oh, what's happening?" Yeah, it's yeah. tough. It's a toughie. Well, you know, I enjoyed it overall. I give. If I had to give it a number rating, I would probably give it like an eight. Give it an eight. Okay. The story I thought was interesting. I knew what the story was prior, but the story they they continued on interesting. They did cut different parts of the game which kind of bothered me a little bit because there were some parts of the game that I heard previous from the the past game that I was looking forward to seeing in this game and like there's a whole park area that's just not in the in this game um I was pretty sure and I could be wrong because again I played briefly the original um, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis years ago and I didn't play the whole thing but I, it was my understanding that when she gets hurt by Nemesis, and I guess spoiler warning if if you haven't played and you and you haven't like heard the story before this, when she gets injured by Nemesis, it was my understanding that like Carlos takes her and brings her into the clock tower that's in the town, and basically goes out looking for a cure. In this one, there's no clock tower. I mean, well, you see a clock tower in the area that she like gets hurt, but he doesn't bring her into the clock tower. He brings her immediately to a hospital. So So it sounds like they've just cut that bit out. Yeah, it sounds like they cut that bit out because there was a mission that they had to continue on with that hospital. So like, oh, it's convenient. Like, he'll just bring her to the hospital and then he'll carry out the rest of the mission in the hospital. Like, so they moved her. um, But like, there's, and, and again, it's not crazy change. Like, it's not changing the story drastically it's just like i would have loved to see the clock tower in that engine and the park in that engine you know yeah but yeah that's that's that that is my thoughts on that um do you have any other games you've played recently can i just say i hate the bunny from animal crossing oh i'm on the i same hate the page. whole egg thing oh we're on the same page there. <laughs> i actually I have up. not been playing <laughs> so annoying it took I, me off I logged yeah. on to Animal Crossing to like just like talk to my villagers real quick just to make sure they don't think I'm ignoring them and, and then I'll just sign off. I'll be like, "Okay, that's it. I bought I did one two fish. I sold a couple yeah. things. I'm out." No, like, yeah. I've I have been I've been playing but not as much cuz I'm just like everything I dig up is an egg, everything I fish is an egg, everything I shake from a tree is an egg. It's annoying. Yeah, I would love to give some fossils in or sell a couple fossils, but yeah. instead I keep picking up stupid eggs that aren't worth anything. And I don't want to make anything out of the eggs. Like all the recipes no. I'm getting are ugly. Yeah, I don't want an egg clock or an egg crown. Like I just don't doesn't go with my aesthetic i do have four rooms in my house now though i still have one room i haven't paid wow. off my debt you're po- poor live in such poverty um it's not my fault that i have to work 12 hour days young lady and i don't have time to play animal crossing like you do um i wake up early especially from animal crossing because i love my villages that much yeah well, Sophia, after Animal Crossing, I've basically just been playing Resident Evil 3. I've been getting ready for Final Fantasy VII coming out next week. I'm looking forward to that. 
actually it's this week because we're recording on a Sunday. It's coming out this Friday. Um, I've been playing a lot of Apex, you know, just the usual stuff. And I think we're going to, I guess, put on our list what our next Xbox Game Pass game we're going to play for the next episode, right? Mine is going to be Witcher 3. I'm going to get through it. I'm well, forcing we'll, myself. I don't think you're going to complete that in a week, but... I'm not going to complete it in a week. I haven't talk. had time to pick up another video game this week, but I'm yeah. going to start it. I think I'll finally put my hands on Bayonetta. Because I have not, mm, yeah, I've true. yet to finish it. I started it, didn't finish it, and I have some thoughts on that gameplay overall already. So I'd like to have a full idea of how the game plays out before I decide to give any critiques. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So I hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you want to reach out to any of us, feel free to reach out to at the Pixels Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. We have a Facebook group called The Pixels Podcast. We have a Tumblr now, which is The Pixels Podcast. And if you want to catch any of my streams, I stream every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And I am at Pixels Chris. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And we hope you have a wonderful day. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye.